An uncle went to visit the home of where his sister and her family lived. One of his nieces showed him her doll collection. Which is your favorite doll, he asked. Promise not to laugh if I tell you, she questioned. He promised not to laugh. And the little girl got up, went into another room, and brought back a worn-out, tattered doll that looked like it came from the garbage. There was a crack in the arm, a missing nose, marks all over the body, and bald head. The man did not laugh, but unable to hide his curiosity, asked, Why do you love this one the most? She replied, Because she needs it the most. If I didn't love her, nobody would. It is the virtue of learning to love the one who needs us most, the one who is before us today, that Christ is trying to teach each new generation, person by person, and via living together in a human community and a community of believers. I'm grateful for the variety of experiences that the church offered me during my formation for priesthood while in seminary. Each year, while in seminary, seminarians are offered various options for serving people in need as part of their training to become parish priests. And each year is a different mission that you do throughout the year. One year, I worked with people who were suffering from AIDS and cancer. Another year, I worked in a school for inner-city children, many of whom came from broken homes. Still another year, I worked in a soup kitchen run by a community of lay Catholics who cared for the material and spiritual needs of the homeless, and then a handful of other pastoral missions over the eight years of formation. Reflecting back on these years of mission, in each of them, I see the occasions to learn how to care for individuals in the here and now. The one who is standing before you at any one particular moment. Instead of getting lost in the crowd of needs. And then politely excusing ourselves because there are simply too many who need us. This reminds me of something from the life of St. Mother Teresa of Calcutta. A reporter was following her around in the slums of Calcutta. This is long before she's known internationally. And following her as she cared for one person at a time. Two things came to mind recently from this encounter and his interview. The first is this. The reporter reminded her that she was accused by local political and government officials of not working to systematically change the laws and policies of the city to better remove the plight of the poor. She responded that she was here to care for people, one person at a time. Ironic, isn't it? That the person in our modern times who is best known for having the greatest impact upon the poor was accused of not getting involved in politics to help the poor. Number two. When asked by the reporter about the origin of her philosophy of caring for the poor, she responded, it is no philosophy. She simply saw Jesus 
in his most distressing disguise in the poor. And so out of love for Jesus, she set out each day to attend to the needs of Christ in people who are poor, struggling, suffering, and dying. One person by one person by one person. Ultimately, this one-by-one approach led her and her sisters to take care of the medical, material, and spiritual needs of millions of people across our world. There are many approaches to serving the poor. All have their purposes. Some are good, some are not. Some are better than others. Something in this one-by-one approach of caring for people in need gives us an insight into today's gospel from Luke 16, the parable of the rich man and the poor man, Lazarus. This parable teaches us many things about being a Christian, including the distinction between the sins of commission versus the sins of omission. What do I mean? The sins of commission are the sins we commit, like the ones connected to the Ten Commandments, such as the sins we commit when we lie, cheat, steal, murder, commit adultery, or idolatry. Sins of omission are the good we omit to do, or in other words, the good we neglect to do for God and His kingdom and the good of other people along the way, such as caring for the poor the dying, people suffering with diseases, or folks who just simply need our love, time, attention, our charity, our generosity. And today's parable, the rich man, if you notice, is not condemned to the netherworld, hell, for the sins of commission, for sins that he committed, like sins against the Ten Commandments. Rather, He's not allowed to enter into heaven because of sins of omission. Neglecting to do good to a person who was poor and dying. A person he literally had to walk over each day to get in and out of his house. In light of last week's readings, this parable is also a wake-up call. An alarm clock sounded by Christ himself. We can keep trying to put Christ into snooze mode or we can allow him to spiritually wake us up, each of us in our own unique circumstances in life. I think for many of us as Christians, and I know I'm included, we can judge ourselves spiritually healthy based upon the appearance that we're not committing any grave sins. However, Jesus in today's parable and other places in the scriptures too is telling us that there is another standard by which we must evaluate our spiritual health based upon whether we are neglecting the good of individuals who have need of us in the here and now and in the day by day. Who are these individuals in your life who have need of you? and the goods that you can offer them. The good of your time and love. The good of your faith. The good of your material resources. 
the good of your charity and generosity, but also the good of your life experiences, the good of your relationship with Christ shared with them, the good of being a member of a community of believers working together to help people in need, the good of being on mission together. Here's one suggestion for us to consider that many of us can do if we choose and we can do together as a community following the one-by-one approach. Catholic Outreach Ministries. Calm. Volunteer your time to help people in need in our city through Calm once a week or multiple times a week. Every two weeks, once a month. Calm will give you the training and formation and the opportunities to assist the poor in our area with the resources that God has given us as his stewards and the goods that you can use to assist folks both materially and spiritually to help them encounter something of the kingdom of God in the here and now and for you to encounter Christ in his most distressing disguise. I certainly saw something of that in my own life uh, when I had the pleasure of working with the sisters of Mother Teresa's order, the Missionaries of Charity. Uh, It was in Rome, and what they had done is taken over this huge convent that had not been used for years, turned it into a men's homeless shelter. And in that homeless shelter, they cared for the medical needs, the material needs, the spiritual needs of the men that were there. And they prepared them for eternal life. Being a spiritually awake Christian isn't about avoiding committing sins only, but choosing not to neglect the good that we can offer people who need us. And we don't have to limit this good to a ministry here at this parish. Indeed, God is presenting many spiritual wake-up calls for us at our parish. All we have to do is just jump in. But God is also presenting many spiritual wake-up calls across our lives. Calling us to help people in our lives who are, like, suffering from loneliness. Or from sadness or depression or from long-term medical conditions and they just need your hope and your presence in your hand or struggling struggling with the proclivity to crime or are in prison or they come from broken homes or or long lifelong wounds or they just can't let go of anger the loss of jobs or underemployment And the spiritual famishment that comes from not being connected to a community, let alone a community of faith and friends. Being stuck in countless hours of work that goes with so many people who are addicted to their work. Or addicted to entertainment and distractions. Or not knowing the love of Christ in a transformational way or inordinately attached to the things of this world. And the list goes on. Are people in need of the goods 
that you can offer them. Christ is calling each of us, day by day, in the here and now, to help them one by one. Not only can their earthly life depend upon us, but according to this parable, our eternal life can depend upon them. 